Um, I'm gonna I'm, I'm go. gonna start right now. Yeah. Uh, you know, Jake, I believe has started. Um, yeah, I've I, I started a long time ago, Darren. I started. When did we meet? Like 2014, probably. You've been recording since 2014. I probably started it in '98. Let's let's talk about that. Actually, let's talk about the first time you and I ever met. I don't think we've ever talked about that on the show. Uh, uh, we got to know each other through the improv team that we talked about, or teams that we talked about well, last episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we never really talked about the first time. What was it exciting? I don't think it was exciting the time we met. I feel like the first time we met, do we? The, in my mind, the first time we met, it was like out getting food with the team in uh, Corey. I almost call him Cody. Corey was like, hey guys, this is my friend Darren. We used to work together, he's into comedy. Oh yeah, and we I were remember all just like, we were like, uh, okay, yeah, he can come, I guess. <laughs> He's I not remember. On the list. I, I remember when Corey like <laughs> added me to the improv team, and I kind of, I think I mentioned it to him once. I was like, "Are they all cool with it?" And he's like, "He's like, I'm sure they will be." And uh, which <laughs> in my head just rang as like, "No, I haven't talked to anybody about." adding you yet uh i'm just going to do it and they're just gonna have to accept it so that kind of gave me anxiety about joining because <laughs> like especially at that moment when Corey was like he likes comedy uh he's gonna join the team it was like the first time i had met any of you and yeah i mean i'd met malcolm once before at like a party i think but i never knew it i never got to like know him i just kind of it was just like a formal introduction and then i saw you i think the first time i saw you was in carol's class the comedy class you like came by after to that black box theater at auraria yeah, yeah uh you just like sat down at the end of the fucking you just sat down at the end of the class this dude's letting his dogs piss in my mom's yard right now oh it's a lady thought it was a dude I feel like a dick now. Um, and I didn't know who you were. I thought you were the only person sitting in that class, like that wasn't in the class. So I thought, is this guy, uh, is he, does he, is he someone's sibling? Does he, is he here? Is he Carol's son? Who is he? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, I I just had no idea, and then I was uh, informed that you were on the improv team that Corey was forcing me on. Not forcing me. I I wanted to be on the improv team. It's not like he forced me, but he he kind of forced me upon you guys, and I did as well. I forced myself upon you. It as is well. funny because like we, I don't know if this is interesting, but we like we had a meeting and we were like, oh yeah, we're gonna get an improv team together. So like a bunch of different people met up. And most of those people were on the team for a good amount of time. And so that was like, there was a few people who dropped off quickly. And then like within like a couple of weeks, the team was solidified. And then like shortly after that, Corey was trying to add you onto the team. And for some reason, like at first I was like, hey, we have our team figured out, which I think is so funny that like (laughs) a few, a few weeks into just like meeting all these random people, I was like, no, we can't add him. 
honestly, who's, looking who's this guy think he is? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, looking back at uh, kind of the way Corey, because Corey has navigated me through several depths of like the Denver comedy scene. Uh, he's a lot less welcoming when it comes to stand up, I think, because like. I'll try to get stage time at open mics that that Corey could be hosting and Corey will do the thing where I mean, I'm glad he's not using nepotism, but at the same time, all open mics are nepotism in a way. Uh, But yeah, Corey still kind of does the whole thing of like, you're not very experienced, (laughs) just you're going to have to get the three minute set when everybody else leaves. (laughs) I could just hear him be like, hey, Corey, man, I was like looking for a show. He's like, yeah, you know, man. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, yeah, I mean, he's certainly never booked me on anything out in Denver. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, the moral of the story, as always with our improv stories, is don't do improv. Don't waste your time. Uh, just do... The internet exists. Do internet videos. Yeah. Act like you're a boxer. And, <laughs> you know, play the Terraria theme. Uh, uh, Darren. Darren. Yes. I, uh, I, uh, I had something to bring up. Something to bring to the show. It was a, a little bit of a... Well, just a decision I felt like we had to make two of us as me as host and you as co-host uh it was i just thought it was important something to talk about and i don't remember what it was so i just want to let you know that we i'll bring it up next week okay i don't know if that uh i don't know if jake is doing a bit or if he's serious I, or no. will you just add that to the record for will you add that to the for, to, for next week yes and i will i will also add to the record uh at this moment in time the way Jake's tone is, it seems like he is doing a bit, but he's all, his body language also says he might be uh, there's doing... Just, there's just a, a small matter uh, about the show that we need to discuss next week, and I'll just... He's doing a bit. All right, he's we'll doing just a table bit. It. We'll just table it for next week. It's okay? a bit. This is going to be a bit. Stay tuned, everybody. Find out what the bit is next week. Uh, Jake is, Jake's crying now. He's 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 streaming tears out of his eyes. I just wish you would take this seriously because this is uh, it's just a little it's just a little matter for us to discuss about the show. It's not a big deal. Uh, I doubt that you'll have to be replaced. I don't. Oh, that's what this is. A, it's, okay, it's very unlikely that that would have to come from that's this, what this, this is. discussion. But I think we both should be prepared for any possibility. That's what this bullshit is about. How about Jake? How about next week I bring a guest on and we get them to decide <laughs> if they're going to be the new host next to me or not? Okay. Uh, who, who, who in their right mind would agree to do this <laughs> fucking show once a week? You know, 
We, 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 we haven't, I don't think we've missed a week. Well, we have, we, we, we've missed a couple, I think for we've the holidays, missed some weeks, Darren. Tip, typically in the holidays, but we're pretty fucking good about doing it very consistently. I think really just the holidays are the only weeks we miss. And that's cause we're fucking with our families, dude. Darren, that, that does bring up actually something I wanted to discuss, uh, from time to time. It's basically a regular segment on the show. It's ba- the show is basically random talk. And then we finish with the bracket, but in between we've, we've cleared out what's essentially just a regular segment, which is discussing texts. Uh, earlier today, Darren asked if I could record earlier and I couldn't, and I'm sorry for that, Darren. That's and then fine. he says, he says, I could do a solo this week if need be. A solo dolo. Darren, I don't, we haven't had a solo since we changed formats. I don't, I don't think it'd be good. No, I, Jake, okay, I need to set this straight. When I do, when we do a, if if a solo episode ever comes out, we are not continuing the bracket unless I can get a guest or one of us can get a guest. Like if one of us has to be absent and we have to continue the bracket, it will probably be with a guest. It won't be just me saying, I like this better, so I pick that to win. It'll be me filling you in on my life, you know, fucking doing all that boring shit, maybe doing a couple Ben Shapiro impressions here and there, talking about the Middle East Sharia law, and okay. and then we're okay. going to call it good. We're, I'm not going to continue the bracket on an episode by myself, okay, I, ever. Especially, especially a, a bracket of this epic proportion. I mean, I would have... It would have been unprecedented. There would certainly be an asterisk... Uh, I think if we do ever have a solo episode, uh, and we're looking for a guest, I would recommend out Al- Adrian Edgermarch from a uh, solo. Oh, uh, Arden Ergerhart, that guy. Uh, Elbert Estermurf. Arjun, Origin, that guy. I know the guy. Edmashmar Eknar. Ezio Atwalake? Uh, A-E. That guy, yeah, yeah. The big, the big A-E. Yeah, okay. If we ever need a a guest on a solo. Because, I mean, actors aren't busy right now. We could probably get any A-list actor, anyone, right now. Because they're not busy. The industry's shut down. I mean, Tom Holland is doing the Uncharted movie, apparently, right now. But he's the only one. Uh, Darren, I actually also saw that. Uh, oh, what's that guy's name? What's who's that fool from The Fly? Jeff, Jeff Goldblum. Goldblum. Uh, he was talking about how Jurassic World they're they're starting a bubble for the new one. So, I think him and him and the Pratt Man are going to be out of out of reach for a little while. Well, that's a bit of a bummer. I mean, I've always wanted Goldblum to be on the show. I think. Of all the A-list actors, he's probably one of the few ones who would do it for free. Um, and uh, I, yeah, I mean, that, I'm glad to see he's working. It's a, it's a, you know, it's a double-edged sword. I'm glad to see he's working, but I'm, I'm, I'm sad to see that he can't be on the show. Uh, Darren, there is there is one other text I wanted to talk about. I don't want to sing. I wanted to sing "Imagine" with him. Is what I'm trying to say. Okay. Yeah. I don't want to talk too much about the context because we'll get into it later, but I was texting Darren. I was giving Darren some updates on my thoughts on some movies. 
Yeah, it's randomly. As ra- yeah, randomly. Well, sort of related to this week's topic. Yeah. Uh, and I, I texted him, I don't care about Vision. Mm-hmm. Uh, from context, yeah. he obviously knew that I meant the, uh, the character from Avengers Age of Ultron. Oh, is films. that what you meant? Oh, that's what you meant? And then, Darren, I think you tried to burn me? I, this is what I wanted to bring up. I think this was an attempted burn. Uh-huh. But, uh, so I said, I don't care about Vision. And Darren says, that's obvious given some of the shirts you wear. Yeah. Because you're because you don't give a shit about my vision, you obviously you saying, don't give a shit about your vision. Because you, you I don't all care the mirrors what I in your house. Like? I'm I'm saying you don't care about this the the concept of vision because every Based time I see shirts. some of those awful shirts, it just burns my eyeballs out. Because my my it makes my vision worse every time I see your god awful shirts. Yet the okay. one with the clowns on it. Which one with the clowns on it? I don't know. You wore it to my graduation party for the oh, roast. Oh, yeah. I believe Corey roasted you saying that you're a John Wayne Gacy fan, which was really true and funny. Funny because it's true. Uh, that's a shirt that my ex-girlfriend bought me. Uh, unrequested. You, oh, oh, so you burnt it. Okay. A shirt I no longer possess. But uh, most of the shirts I've been wearing these days are Zorgog shirts. So if you... Are you trying to say that Zorgog shirts make people's vision worse? Because I don't think that's a, a message we want to send. Uh, I think I Zorgog think himself. Brand. I think Zorgog himself probably wants that. Um, Zorgog actually can help you with your vision. He's got a serum. I don't trust him. He is a lizard. He's not. He's he a is a lizard. He is a human. He, is, he has how, a how, serum. He has. He is scaly. He's green. He has a snake where his penis should be. He doesn't have a penis. Uh, so a lizard has a snake where its penis should be? That uh no, but that's he's literally two lizards. He is a human. He's two lizards. What what have I always said about Zorgog? First and foremost, he is a human. Number yeah, 1. Yeah, but that's a lie. Everything about Zorgog is a lie. Okay, if everything's about Zorgog is a lie, does You've that been he lied to. Have a snake penis? You've been lied to. No, you, how No, he has to? a Jake, I don't know if he has a snake penis, but you... Okay, seeing is believing. I, does he say anything about a snake penis? Does he keep it to himself? I would no, think he does. he doesn't say anything about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't even mention it, but he has no, what, it. What's he going to say about it? Well, uh, that... As you can see, My point is that you're, you're trying to make... You're trying to make a point that's, that as doesn't exist. As you can exist. see, where a regular human's penis would be, I have a snake... I yeah. don't want to get into what? the specifics, he wouldn't but that say is that. the facts. Yeah, he exactly. He wouldn't say it, Jake. Exactly. You're, yeah, he wouldn't. But that's... You brought up the snake dick, and I'm telling you, that's a that's a null point because no one's going to bring that up. Everyone's going to bring it up when you see him. Okay, but he doesn't say anything about it. Yeah, and because- he, I'm saying he's a liar. He doesn't bring up his snake dick because he doesn't want to have to lie about it. That doesn't. I could ask him about it, and he would let me know. I just look. If you saw, if you saw someone with a hearing aid, you wouldn't be like, "Oh, deaf, huh?" This is the same thing. If if someone had a hearing aid, I mean, yeah, I'd think they're they might be legally deaf. Yeah. If they had sunglasses and one of those, I would big say, "Oh, sticks, deaf, huh?" If they had sunglasses, and one of those big sticks, you wouldn't say, "Oh, you're not too good at seeing, are you?" Come on, Darren, be respectful. This is another. This is one of our fellow humans out in the world, just struggling to get by in these 
in these un unpredictable, unforeseeable times? Jake, I got a question for you. I don't have an answer for you. What's what's your what shirt do you miss the most? What's the favorite shirt that you've ever lost? Uh, I have a pretty Oh man. Do you have an answer? I do, yeah. I have a pair of it pants that I really miss. My mom, ugh, this is this is a really sad story for me. Because I I left my pants in the basement, which admittedly was a mistake. Uh and so my mom was like, yeah, I just thought that they were some of your brother's friends, so I donated them. Oh, even though, shit. Even though there was another pile of clothes, like, oh. three feet away, untouched. No. They were, like, green, and they had, like, a, a nice pattern to them. They were really cool. The, the only pants I've ever really loved. Oh, no. Uh, so that really broke my heart. Jake, I'm so sorry. What, what's your shirt you miss? I had a shirt. It was a white shirt with purple uh, ink on it. It was a purple print on it. And it was a band t-shirt. And uh, I was dating a girl at the time. And the, the picture was really cool. It was this crazy looking guy with a with like a his everything. All the ink was purple. He had a big giant beard and there were fingers sticking out of it. Like he almost like he had his hands in his beard. But yeah, it was like there was fingers sticking like he out. He pulled himself out of your shirt. Sort of like he was going to pull himself out of his own beard. Uh, and I loved that shirt. And uh, I was dating this girl at one time and I believe I left it at her house. And then she moved to her mom's. And then I was like, well, can I still get back into your dad's? And she was like, she's like, yeah, I'll be going there this weekend. We went there. Couldn't find it. And I was like, you know what? We'll we'll look for it later. I'm sure when you move, when your dad moves out, he'll find it. Her dad moved out, never found it. Um, so it's just kind of disappeared into thin air. I've uh, I've certainly paid the hoodie tax with girlfriends before. Yeah, I think I think everyone knows. I think everyone knows about the hoodie tax because here's the thing. I think we should really get into it. Everyone says that women get paid less than men, but that's really just a an, an effect of the hoodie tax. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all these women are getting free hoodies. <laughs> You know, it's like that's 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 what makes up for the amount that you're getting the amount less that you're getting paid is the hoodie. I don't need to get. explain the hoodie tax because everyone listening knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Darren. Should we the, get into it? The energy which started the low has just continued to, to dwindle. Uh, I'm trying my best. I can't imagine you are, but. Uh, you're seeing two very morose boys today, both gone through some hardships today uh it's just been very interesting let's get into this bracket jake you got anything else to say uh no uh, all right god god bless america as uh, we always say before the uh, the bracket begins freedom uh is just another word for nothing else to lose um all right so if you've listened to our episode yesterday, you are caught up. If you have not, you are yesterday? going to be very lost. I think he means last week. Yeah, well, the weeks are weeks are days to me. I'm I'm uh, nearly oh, immortal. Okay, nearly immortal. But let's not get into it right now. Uh, anyway, our la- last week's episode. Uh, if you listen to it and you're listening to this episode now you are right on track if you skipped straight to this one you might be a little lost if you're just trying to 
streamline the semifinal process, then, you know, I guess here you are. But we recommend you listen to last week's. Anyway, MCU Villain Madness Championship Bracket 2020 Part 2. We're going to start off with our number, our new number one seed, Mysterio versus number two, Ego the Living Planet. Uh, perfect matchup. Two tricksters, uh, two father figures in some ways. Actually, I'd say, yeah, two father figures because... Uh, Peter Parker doesn't. We don't really get into any of his backstory in this. Interestingly, though. Yeah. Because oh, well, every think... other Spider-Man saga has had like a deep dive into Peter. I think Parker's... that's why they didn't do it because they were like, yeah. everyone know, everyone knows. Yeah, everyone appreciates <laughs> Marvel for the Marvel. We appreciate you for that. Yeah. So, and then Star Lord, obviously uh, fatherless, as well. Uh, motherless for much of his life. Uh, Yondu. Motherless.com. Sort of for him. Uh, yeah, so... <laughs> I shouldn't say that. That's not a good website. Don't <laughs> go there. Uh, so, yeah, both of these characters present themselves as friendly, uh, wanting to help, wanting to help people, wanting to help unlock power. Uh, and in some ways they do. And then it turns out that they're both uh, baddies. They're both, both just some the bad thick, guys. Thick baddies, yeah. Mysterio and Ego are both some thick baddies. They're both, uh, both really good acting performances too. I think. Uh, oh yeah, and two, you know, once again, I mean, we said it once, we'll say it again. Two A-list actors on yeah, this. Yeah, that's true. Um, I think that uh, as we've said uh, last episode. Guardians of the Galaxy 2, I, I believe Jake and I have come to the consensus that we appreciate that movie a little bit more than the first one. Just a little bit. Yeah. Um, just I think it's just because it's more focused. Uh, it has more to do with fatherhood, families, um, you know, just family in general. Uh, as Just as much, if not more, than the Fast and Furious movies. <laughs> um, but I think that... Uh, I live my life a quarter light year at a time. <laughs> I uh, think that yo Vin, yo Vin, Vin, get on the show. Vin, uh, Vin, Vin, starring in both of these uh, franchises, is Guardians Vin and Fast. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I thought you meant Spider Man. I was wondering what you were talking no, about. No. Uh, yeah, they recast. Uh, Tom Holland's out. <laughs> Vin Diesel's in. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine, um, wait, what if they kept Tom Holland as Peter Parker, but then they just replaced in this suit, they put Vin Diesel. Uncle Ben. <laughs> I don't know much about my family. They died in a plane crash. Um, <laughs> anyway. I, I think that Spider-Man Far From Home was at a point where obviously Marvel was... Uh, coming back from Endgame, they're coming back from that success of Endgame. Uh, yeah, Far From Home was a prequel, as everyone remembers. Yeah. And uh, was it, wait, was Far From Home before after before after Endgame? It was after Endgame, but yeah, I thought we so. talked on the show about how people were saying it would be a prequel and how dumb that would be. Um, I think that 
Marv, this was a point where Marvel just wanted to have fun with their story. They didn't care as much about uh, keeping like a super serious uh, storyline. They don't usually keep it that serious, I would say. But I mean, uh, this one, it seemed more kind of in the realm of parody as much of as much in the realm of parody as it could be. Uh, and by that, I just mean like Mysterio going back and recruiting all of the smaller bad guys, like the, the people who worked with the bad guys from the earlier movies all the way back to Iron Man. I thought that was really fun and cool. Uh, just a little tiny thing that I, I appreciated tenfold, but, um, ego was a really heartfelt, uh, emotional story. Um, but I think that for me, Mysterio, I've always just appreciated Mysterio. I think I might be a little biased on this one because I've always appreciated Mysterio as a bad guy in like the comics. Uh, I thought he was really weird and cool. I've always enjoyed how he's just insanely egotistical and he has all these weird vain aspirations. Well, hold on. You can't pick you can't pick Mysterio because he's Not, off the comic. Well, off of what? Sorry. You can't pick him because he's more egotistical. No, 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 no. Than, I'm I'm just saying I'm just ego. saying I I'm just ego saying I, the living planet. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I'm just saying I have more of a soft spot on him. No, I'm not saying he's more egotistical. I'm just, he's definitely <laughs> not. But I have a soft spot for him because I enjoyed kind of his storylines as a younger kid. And I had never heard of Ego because I had never heard of Guardians really when I was a kid. Uh, but I did read a lot of Spider-Man. I, I got all into the lore and I did like Mysterio as a villain. So, I mean, he's has a soft spot and I think... They did a very good job writing him into Far From Home, and I think Jake Gyllenhaal did a very good job acting him. So he gets my pick on this one. I I agree with a lot of what you said. I like both of these characters a lot. Uh, I think that they both deserve their spot here. I think that I like Ego just a little bit more because he like he truly just believes that like he's he's doing the dad thing. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna. Go implant this son in this woman and then kill her. And then, you know, he'll join me amongst the stars and we'll be heroes. We'll be gods. Uh, and I also might be... It, again, something we talked about a lot at last episode was, uh, like, separating the character from the movie. Because Guardians 2 is one of my, like, top three Marvel movies. And I did like Far From Home a lot, but just... It's just it's hard to separate all of that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Ego the Living Planet, even though okay. I'd be I'd be I'd be thrilled if either of these made it forward. If if somehow neither of them go forward, I'll be angry. But otherwise, I'll be perfectly happy. <laughs> um, you know what that means it's time for a tiebreaker, Jake. I have my number pulled up for the movie that I am voting for right I've now. Got mine pulled up. What source are you using? I, just I am using uh, Forbes.com. I've got Wikipedia up. So. And I'm using the worldwide gross. Okay. I think that this should be fine. If there's an issue, we'll figure it out. Okay. Uh, uh, three. Two. Two. One. One. 863.8 million. 1.005 billion. Oh, interesting. 
That's worldwide, right? For Guardians 2? You got yes. the worldwide number, right? That is the worldwide number. Okay. Yeah, Spider-Man Far From Home brought in 333 domestically and 672 million uh, worldwide. 333 million domestically, 672 million worldwide uh, internationally. So All right. That's a little surprising of, to me, but I guess it makes sense. Spider-Man's I think, a bigger character. I think that Marvel is just writing very high... Uh, everyone was riding high on Endgame. They wanted more and more and more. And, yeah, they went out to seek more. So, I think we should do uh, total gross in Malaysia going forward. Why justify that? I just think it's Malaysia's always been sort of a, a good indicator of, as, as goes Malaysia, so goes the world, has always been the same. Uh I feel like they're sort of underrepresented on the show. I don't know. I just think that we should probably give them a, give them, you know? Sure. Uh, not going to happen. We're going to do worldwide because every, uh, all countries matter, Jake. Ooh. Uh, Guardians 2 made $7,311 in the Ukraine. Wow. I don't, I, I wonder why. It's for, it's Did India it over there. And, wait, it. And it only was released this month. What? Guardians 2? Yeah, it was just released in the Ukraine on the 2nd. Weird. What? No okay. way. That's, what, that's, that's according to this site. That's... Box Office Mojo. So probably... Anyway, Darren, we're taking a really long time for this yeah, we are. matchup. Next matchup, we have our number 5 seed, Hella, versus our number 6 seed, Vulture. Could we see an all Spider-Man villain final? I mean, there's so many goddamn no. fucking no, villains. We there's no, no possible we couldn't. way. <laughs> well, technically, I mean, no, 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 it, no, 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 no. Uh, uh. <laughs> I Spider-Man has so many goddamn villains, and they're all so colorful, and a lot of them are very good. Uh, and obviously, Thanos, like, come on, you know what we're saying. <laughs> um. Anyway. I don't even think all the brackets are it's possible yeah, it's not even possible after this bracket for them to be Well uh, Yes. We'll we'll talk about that later. Uh Helliverse <clears throat> Vulture. So uh Michael Keaton, one of my favorite actors ever. I mean like just an electric every movie he does, just electric. I mean, even when he's in bad movies, even white noise. He was fucking <laughs> sick in White Noise. Uh, yeah, I, uh, Michael Keaton absolutely crushed Vulture. Um, it's funny because I, I said how much I liked Mysterio when I was a kid as a Spider-Man villain in the, like, the comics and whatnot. I did not like Vulture as a kid. <laughs> I thought he was like so fucking lame. I thought he was so stupid. Uh, and... I think I have a drawing of like Venom beating the shit out of Vulture. <laughs> There's like a f- second or third grade drawing of me of Venom beating the shit out of Vulture. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, I just thought he was so dumb. I was like, he's an old man. He's got feathers. How is he flying? That's stupid. Uh, and this movie, I knew Marvel was going to do something cool with it. I, I mean, we talked about how taken taken back we were by the 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 twist in homecoming 
It was very well done. And it's it is it it's reflected even better because it is following the Mysterio and Ego twists, which were both like we said, sort of the same twist. This one, you know that he's the bad guy, but you don't understand. Yeah, that was. Oh, that was that was really cool when that happened. Uh, I really like about Vulture just that we're seeing a different side of this world because, like, for so long it's just like. So this battle of New York just happens and like someone just has to clean up all these alien carcasses and like they drop a city. (laughs) And so I think it's cool that they're finally like, okay, well, here is part of that other side of it all. Uh, Yeah. And I think so going going off of that with Hela, I think that she's interesting. I don't think that she's. The strongest character... Well, she's not the strongest character in that movie because that would be Thor in Thor Ragnarok. Because uh, Thor Ragnarok, I was discussing this the other day, it's like it's like Taika Waititi looked at Thor and he was like, what if this was a good character? <laughs> <laughs> what if we stopped making bad movies with him and made a good one? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm thoroughly excited for... Is it Thor and Valkyrie that's coming out? Also directed by Taika Waititi? Uh, I'm very excited it- for that. Is that are you saying this the title? Isn't it like Thor Love and Thunder? Oh yeah, Thor Love and Thunder. Yes. Um The Dark World is just such a such a such a rock bottom. Uh, <laughs> compared uh, to compared to Ragnarok. So that being said, like Hella, she's not the strongest role in it, but I think that she Well, she she might be the strongest character, but she's not the strongest. You know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Uh, I think she just serves like her, her part in the movie really well. And uh, shout out to Jeff Goldblum for being in that movie, too. Yeah, and I, I was thinking of, cons- of uh, bringing on the Grandmaster as a villain in this bracket. but I, Because he is very entertaining, but I kind of at the same time thought, is he really... He's definitely a villain in the movie, but it's just, like, with an asterisk. You know, he's a villain with an asterisk. That's a, that's a conversation I wanted to get to, and I think that we can hold off a minute and then discuss it. Okay. Um, because I, I, have a, I have a few points I want to make in, in the next matchup. Uh, is it the next one or the one after it? I'm sure it's the one after it. Oh, yeah, the one after it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know, I, and I think I know what Jake's going to say. Um... So anyway, uh, I uh, I do like Hela. I think that Hela is a solid villain, um, but she's just that. She doesn't really go above and beyond. She beats Thor. Uh, it's it's this kind of started the that whole tro- that whole Marvel not a trope really, but just a, a surprise that the villains would start winning. They, you know, Hela was kind of the first time we saw that. I mean, it's really only happened twice. If I'm, it's really only happened with Hela and, and, uh, Thanos. Ultimately, Hela does lose in the end, but versus Thor, she wins. She, she beats Thor in like combat. Thor has to rise. Uh, he, he has to bring Surtur out to essentially destroy his home planet. Um, and I think that that is better in concept uh, rather than speaking volumes about Hela herself. Uh, I think that um, 
I think that Hela is a strong character, very well acted by Kate Blanchett, but she's just written as this evil entity. She's not really, she doesn't really have much more than that. Um, and I think that that's why Vulture wins this one for me. Yeah, I think that they, I think it's actually really nice how they did it, like you're saying, because it's like showing how strong Thor had to be at the end of that movie to beat her. And then like Thanos just crushes them like right away at the start of Infinity War. Yeah. So I think like it did, it did a really nice job of setting up the power of Thanos and all of that while not being the most interesting story-wise and all that. So yeah, I would also pick Vulture. Okay. So Vulture moves on to the uh, the semifinals. Good for him. Good for good for Keaton. Good for the Keatster. You know. Uh, next matchup, the one before Jake starts an argument about Loki. Uh, we have the number three seed Dormammu versus the number four seed Thanos. Thanos. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really. <laughs> Dor- Dormammu is one of the coolest looking characters. But he doesn't really do anything in that whole movie. Yeah. It's, it's funny just, how he gets beaten. It's one of the it's funniest It's sort of like a, a vague threat in the background. Like yeah. Dormammu is coming. And honestly, I, I think that they could have gone a little... Because, okay, spoiler alert. I, I rewatched Infinity War for this discussion. Okay. Uh... And Doctor Strange is, like, really powerful. And I feel like you don't really get to see that that much in his movie because it's just, like, he sort of plays this trick with the time stone. And I, I don't know, I always had, I always had some issues with uh, Doctor Strange, the film and the character. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I wish that we could have really seen, like, him push to the limit because he's very, very, I mean, he's a human who can hold one of the stones. yeah. I think that the thing that makes Doctor Strange as a movie so much more different from the other Marvel movies is instead of proving this concept about, you know, a fight between a good guy and a bad guy, you know, with some other layers to it, uh, it's more about it, it kind of explores our thoughts on death. It's kind of like a, a, a commentary on our thoughts on the afterlife uh, and, you know, what we deserve, what we think we deserve uh it's probably the most like i guess zen marvel movie doctor strange because it didn't seem to be as much about doctor strange's fight with dormammu or uh um the other sorcerer's character i can't remember his name it didn't seem to be as much about that fight as it was about him accepting uh his fate his mortality his potential mortality what he was capable of and the fact that he had, he just was given these, these abilities, this, these circumstances in life that he had to overcome. Uh, this is more become, I mean, it's, everyone knows it's obvious that Thanos wins this one. Um, I mean, let's be real. Thanos is a fucking finalist. So, (laughs) uh, yeah, I mean, Dormammu, Cool looking character in the comics. I believe he is technically more powerful than Thanos, but for the movies, obviously that's not the case. So Dr. Strange, instead of saying, Hey, what if we put Dr. Strange up against a powerful villain? They said, Hey, what if we made a Dr. Strange movie? That's also inception. Uh, we'll just use a bunch <laughs> of the, we'll just reuse a bunch of the, 
the designs from that one, the the assets. That is, yeah, it does. A, I mean, that's that was a critique from a lot of people when that movie first came out. Uh, Thanos is moving on. Uh, next one, prepare to hear something from Jake here. Jake's mad about this one. I'm number not mad seven. About it. Okay, number seven, Loki versus number eight, Killmonger. What are you gonna I just, say? Here, here, I have two things to bring up. First of all, what are we defining a villain as? Because Loki absolutely is a villain sometimes. But then sometimes he's not. And so is that, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So are we, so that, that's one conversation. And then another he's defi- thing. Most of the time he's definitely a villain. S- sort of. Yes. Uh, and oh, then for sure. Thing. I mean, Dark World, he's definitely the villain in Dark World. He's definitely the villain in Avengers. He's yeah. the main, he is the villain in Avengers. Who cares about Dark World? Uh... <laughs> And then it's the still other happened. thing. It's canon. The other thing. Well, is Edward Norton canon? He's he's basically <laughs> he's essentially he's one of the villains in Thor in the in the first Thor. Yeah, but here's what here's the other thing I'm gonna say. I feel like in some ways, total box office isn't a good reflection of the best character because like the fact that Loki stuck around all this time. I would argue that Killmonger not sticking around is what makes his character so strong. Because there's that conversation at the end where T'Challa is like, hey, let's save you. And he's like, oh, yeah. He's like, I would rather die than be held in bondage. And that, Dude. like, I think, I think yeah. that line alone, like, ha- look, I'm, no, I'm a- on your side here. <laughs> I think Killmonger is maybe oh god i mean it's so hard between him and thanos but he's maybe the best written villain in the mcu so far uh the most tragic character doesn't show that he's insanely powerful yet he just corrupts an entire he corrupts wakanda just by going through the ranks and being smart about it uh He's just such a good fucking written villain and such a good comment on the world and the disenfranchised. I mean, I think like the strength Loki of his doesn't character, do that. The strengths of his character, like I mean, obviously, like all this political stuff is so heavily in there, but in a way that it doesn't feel preachy. Like it's it's such an interesting balance and such a like they did such a good job balancing all of that of like. He he's a character that you really are cheering for, sort of. Like, it's really interesting. And then, uh, like all the political stuff, you care about it, but it's not like you don't feel like it's an allegory or anything. And then on top of that, like the acting is really good, and like the character design, like he he just looks so cool. And like, I I feel like everyone probably has had that moment where like. Because he talks about, like, he gets the little thing on his skin every time he kills someone, and then he takes his shirt off, and you're like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, this guy is... He he mongers the kills, yeah. Yeah, versus Loki. And here's here's another thing I want to bring up. I rewatched The Avengers this week in preparation for this, and I haven't seen it in a good while. Oh, and boy. And I don't think it's that good of a movie. Oh, I, here we go. I didn't like it that much at the time, and I always part of me wondered, like, is this just me being a hater? But I think, like, honestly, 
I don't think Joss Whedon did a good job of like establishing any characters or anything. Like it, it just felt like his first thought with each character is like, how can I get like what quips can they use? When can they? What jokes can they make? It just felt like most of the characters were pretty flat. So this is this is really what I wanted to think about though is like. Thor and Loki in this movie are just so like, oh yes, I'm from Asgard, blah blah blah. Like, I I I cared about the movie because it's it's sort of like watching your friends before they were your friends. It's like, I don't care, I I wouldn't care about these characters, but I do because I've been through so much with them now. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like in the movie where he is the main bad guy, Loki, like that's one of his worst appearances. Okay. Um, I mean, listen, you're definitely entitled to your opinion. Uh, I think that that was such an ambitious fucking movie when it came out. Uh, nothing had ever been done like that, really, uh, where you take that many storylines and you just mash them together and try to make it work within two hours. Um, and I was, I mean, I remember when I watched it, I was thoroughly impressed, but I think any Marvel movie fan will tell you Avengers and probably everything, you know, before Avengers doesn't really hold up the best. Uh, And I think, you know, you can credit most of it to the CG, but I think that the way that they're written now versus the way that they were written, the Avengers is such a good textbook example of this. You know, the, the, the way that they were, they're written now versus the way they were written is so different that it just—I don't know—it it, can—it it just seems ins- insanely different. It makes the the way the Marvel movies were written now makes Avengers look like fucking Batman v Superman. You know, it's just so good. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't think we need to really argue. I think we're both on the same page about this one. Um, I'm picking Killmonger to win this one. I feel like from Iron Man. Oh. This is this is tough. Roughly from Iron Man to Age of Ultron, I feel like the movies. I feel like Guardians, like really, even though that came before Age of Ultron, I feel like that really represented like a big shift in how they, because it, it feels like they were. There was a time when they were taking themselves so seriously. Yeah. Like Iron Man three, Thor: The Dark World, and then like with Guardians, it's like oh, movies can be fun, and then Ant Man came out, and. I mean, we joke on the show about that being our favorite movie, but like, they they tried some different stuff in that movie, and it like, I feel like that's when the Marvel movies, that's that's when I got back into them, because for a, I saw like Iron Man in the early movies in the theater, and then I was just like, I don't care about these people that much. Yeah. Um... So, but, so, but I think that Loki becomes a more interesting character the less of a bad guy he is, like the. Well, as I mean, it's it's always interesting to see that, though. It's always interesting to see what a bad guy's motives are for going good. That's always been a very interesting character arc. And I think that needs to be utilized more in Hollywood, especially American cinema, because in European cinema, I feel like very often you do see the bad guy. Either you make a realization that the bad guy is not actually bad or they switch over, which I think. Mission Impossible has been kind of doing that more or less. But, you know, I, I, I feel like 
that trope kind of needs to be utilized a lot more. Um, but I mean, with, you know, with good use, obviously, um, Killmonger wins for me once again. I mean, it sounds like he wins for Jake as well. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Killmonger. I mean, we, everybody saw it coming. He's the semi-finalist. It's, it's pretty obvious. He's such a well-written villain. Should we just um, set the final matchups now? <laughs> the final matchup. <laughs> okay, so just to clear it up, <laughs> number nine seed is Mysterio versus number ten Thanos. Uh, so you have a good movie, a solid movie versus a movie that will, for generations, be seen as like possibly a better movie than the fucking Star Wars trilogy. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, Thanos I fucking wins. I don't know if that is how people will view it. Are you saying Infinity War or Endgame, first of all? I'm saying both. I'm saying, like, that okay. whole series, like, Civil War to Endgame will be just viewed as, like, like, the new, our generation's Star Wars movies. There's, like, 20 movies up to that point. So, I want, like, I, I, I do really wonder how these will age, you know? I like, think it'll, I think that people will look at it as the important three are Civil War, Infinity War, and Endgame. I think that the people will look at those as the important three. I, I, like, I can just imagine, like, even 10 years from now, people will have their, like, no, don't watch Incredible Hulk, don't watch Iron Man 2, you have to watch the, like, It'll, that'll be interesting to see over time. Because uh, I agree that like it, there are huge moments, and I really felt it sitting in the theater for Endgame. But I wonder what it'll be like for people who haven't like lived through it or never watched them all, you know? Yeah, I, I wonder about that too. Like how, what are people who, you know, don't have Mar- didn't have Marvel growing up are going to think? But, you know, I guess we'll have to find out because right now we're kind of just reveling in the success of Marvel right now. Something that started as essentially an indie studio that ended up being the most giant fucking movie entity in the world. Um, So Thanos moves on to the number 13 seed. Next up, we have uh, number 11 Vulture versus number 12 Killmonger. I mean, you can't say you can't sit there and tell me <laughs> Vulture is a better. He's great. He's fantastic, but uh, Killmonger just it's so it's it. This is interesting. I think this bracket is a very this sur- shows that uh, Marvel kind of has had an interesting run because they have these solid villains, but they've gone through through so many evolutions that they you know Black Panther is kind of at the end of the Marvel run and closer to Endgame, And it's almost like they realized, yeah, we need to make our fucking villains really good. I mean, every, every one that we talked about today was from phase four or phase three. I mean, Oh, okay. Yeah, that's true. That is true. So that's something interesting. Maybe. Yeah. That's uh, definitely I, a Testament to what, that's how not something that's evolving. interesting, but if you're listening to this whole episode, then it might like, that might be the sort of thing <laughs> that interests you. Cause you're a fucking loser. <laughs> Jake, don't call our, our listeners losers. <laughs> I mean, I, I squarely put you and I into that category as well. Uh, if you're a Marvel fan, you're not a loser. You just like fucking good movies. Uh, and you, you don't want people who are indie nerds to tell you that Marvel are bad movies. Uh, everybody knows Jake hates Marvel because he likes European indie cinema. <laughs> I really think that, like, because the, because of the way that the movies started, 
like that's when the mo- movies got their reputation and it's it was hard to shake that for a lot of people that's a conversation for a different day yeah that's that's my belief um and now we have the finals we have thanos versus killmonger what uh, is what is the exact criteria we're going on here is it who um, in a fight because I just think who we think is, I mean, who we think is the better villain, who we think was written better. You did mention, you brought up a very good point about how Killmonger only living in one movie uh, was such a good uh, kind of cemented the comment that they were trying to make about that character. You know, they just come and go, uh, you know, and, and it's like, they're trying to make a bigger statement, but it's like you 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 need to just read into the lines of of what they're trying to say to remember that person a lot more. Uh, and it, it kind of does get on my nerves when I say, you know, because Black Panther is one of my favorite Marvel movies. It does get on my nerves when people say the only reason you like pa- Black Panther so much is because you're trying to be get woke points. <laughs> like no did you fucking watch the movie it's fucking sick there's a rhino scene there's a part where the fuck a dude rides a rhino into a group of people there's a fucking giant war scene at this like futuristic city uh it's it's great it's fantastic there's it's amazing uh i absolutely love that movie um can i can i read you a youtube comment that might help Help you decide uh, who you're sure. picking here. Sure. In a way, Eric Killmonger taught T'Challa something. <laughs> I suppose in a way, yeah. Um, I just I wonder what was going through this guy's head. He's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wake everyone up. Uh, in a sense, I think it's very hard for. It's this is a tough. I mean, it's it's tough for Killmonger in this matchup uh, at on on face level because Thanos had so much more build up than Killmonger did. Uh, does that take away from how he was written? Absolutely not. I legitimately think that of our generation, Thanos was the best written villain. That we've that we've ever had. He was. He's he's I can't think of a better written villain, dude. That's crazy. Joker. Um, Joker. <laughs> uh, Joker. Um, obviously, I'm talking about Suicide Squad three times. Here's can I tell you? Can I, can I give my thoughts? I mean, yes, Heath Ledger's Joker was really well written. Uh, he made a really good comment. I. You know, that's a good comparison to make. And people do often make that comparison because Thanos kind of came in and took the world by storm when everybody thought, you know, there's no way this could be better. He could be a better villain than Heath Ledger's Joker. And it's like he's fucking CG and they put so much emotion behind him. Sorry, make your point. I'm about to go on a tangent. (laughs) I think that it's weird because they spent so much time like six plus years like building up thanos also when's the last time you watched the the avengers post credit scene because he looks fucking whack way different yeah (laughs) (laughs) 
He's a different actor, and he looks whack. Like, they, they spent all this time building him up, but really, like, for so long, you don't know why he's doing it. And then in Infinity War, he's just kind of like, yeah, my people were, like, starving, and I suggested that we kill half of everyone, and then everyone died. Like, it is interesting, but we don't really get to, see, like, we don't see that much of what what brought Thanos to to this. And that's, I think, one of the like things that I was missing in Infinity War. I wanted to feel a little bit more like, you know, this guy does have a point. Like, I, I, I kind of wanted to cheer for him a little bit more. And I think that he has like nice scenes when he's uh, when he throws Gamora off the cliff. I like that. Uh, I, I like the moment when he says, Nebula, maybe I should have treated you better. <laughs> yeah. But I think, like, just the way that we're shown how Killmonger becomes who he is, it's just, it's so much more streamlined. I think if you took, if you take the best parts of Thanos, like, just the best scenes and all that, he might win. But there was so much buildup. And then you also have to think, like, okay, at the end of Age of Ultron, he's like, I'll do it myself. And then, like, ten movies later, he's finally... (laughs) (laughs) I know, and that was, like, with a pretty much, that was with a built infinity infinity gauntlet yeah i mean you have a point but we do see in infinity where we do see a lot of his kind of upbringing we, we we not really upbringing but we see his preparation into his plan uh we see him kind of taking gamora under his wing we kind of see him beforehand talking about his plan uh he talks about it quite a bit we start to sympathize with him. We simp for Thanos. In, Don't you think uh, it'd be more effective if Infinity we just War. saw it instead of him like talking about it? Well, they do show it quite a bit, and you know they, they do don't show really. it. Yeah, they show it. At the, they show what happened. I mean, he fucking gets it done. This is a catastrophic plan that he. That's another point I want to make. This is a catastrophic plan. This is the worst thing. To happen in any movie universe that he fucking pulled off. Uh, It was written that he pulled it off, you know, like, obviously it's people writing this shit, but like, you know, (laughs) that's how movies are made. But (laughs) yeah, uh, they, they had him pull off the worst possible thing that could happen in movies. And, um, they went back without J.J. Abramsing the whole thing, and they built on these people's stories by essentially going backwards in time and having them go back and meeting their former selves, which is such a great... Uh, now I'm talking more about Endgame than Thanos right now, but I, I feel like the, the fact that they're, they had their former selves meet their future selves and just shown how much they've changed over the years was such a fantastic picture to paint for the Marvel movies. Um, uh, but yeah, like, like we keep saying, they had fucking 20 movies to do it. So, uh, I mean, I think I, man, this is, this one's a little tougher. Cause yeah, like Killmonger was so well written. We did actually see his backstory. We saw him growing up. We saw his upcoming, uh, and we saw essentially why he decided to do what he did. Um, and, you know, I know you just said 
better be if he showed it with Thanos. But, you know, Killmonger has points where he just explains why he's doing what he's doing. Maybe that's a Marvel flaw. But, but uh, we do like we do see some of it. For, yeah, we see some of it with if, both of them. What if Infinity War started with Thanos's planet and he's like trying to get them to kill half of everyone and then we see that like they're starved to death. I don't, I don't know if it'd be a better movie, but I think it'd be an interesting an interesting way to try to do it. Who knows? I wouldn't be surprised if Marvel planned a sequel for Thanos coming up. I would not be surprised. They ain't doing shit now. Don't even get the fucking Black Widow. We don't even get the Black Widow movie. Uh, I think I've made my my decision, and I think I I think you're not gonna agree with me. I think we're we're gonna have to go to a tiebreaker, and I mean, you know, and I think I know which one's gonna win. I mean, yeah, of course you do. <laughs> uh, like that, that's part of the point, right? <laughs> That's part yeah. of my point, is that, like, Thanos gets credit for failing in the Avengers, failing in uh, Guardians, failing in Age of Ultron. I mean, even without any of those movies, he'd win the tiebreaker, but... <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't count, though. I mean, like, I wouldn't count those in this in the tiebreaker. Okay. I just think, like... Thanos, I think, is a very strong character and a very... Like, he he is interesting. But there were points in Black Panther where you're like, you know what? Like, Killmonger... Maybe I do care about Killmonger more than T'Challa. Like, maybe I... Maybe I oh, want absolutely. him to win. Like, that's... that's To have a, a villain who you care about to that extent, even after seeing, like, he's done bad stuff. He's not a good yeah. person, but... I don't know. I th- for me, for me, it's Killmonger. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I want to bring this point up about Killmonger, because yes, you do root for Killmonger because he's not. I think what you said was accurate. He's not necessarily a bad guy. He's a good guy who's been dealt a very bad hand. Who's need to. Who's needed to fight to become what he is, and. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I think that it's interesting with Thanos because Thanos is a bad guy. He's bad. He's a sociopath. He's horrible. Uh, you know, you can see it, but they still, even through that, they get you to kind of root for him a little bit in Infinity War. You start kind of seeing eye to eye with him a little bit. And, um, yeah, I mean, it just, it just makes him, I think it makes him a pretty solid villain. God, I'm very torn on this one still. <laughs> like, I'm very torn. I think um, just for, like, they just don't, they just, there's like that one final step of like seeing eye to eye with Thanos that you just don't quite, you don't quite get it. And I, like, I wish that there was that one thing where it's just like, oh yeah, this is, like maybe he maybe he's right, you know? I yeah. Don't know. I don't know. This one's very very tough for me. It's also uh, tough like cuz there's so much to weigh. Like obviously Killmonger, they both sort of have social messages, but I think the Killmonger one is stronger. Yeah. 
but like also like the performance and the fact that uh, Thanos looks so bad in the Avengers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like there's just so many different things to weigh here. It's it's really tough because obviously if it's who's the strongest, it's Thanos. If it's who would win in a fight, it's Thanos. But I, something about me just pulls me a little bit more towards Killmonger. Yeah, I think I I think conceptually you you are looking at you know you're looking at the commentary of it. Um, this one's so fucking tough for me, dude. But it also I think it also probably feels more that way because it's like this has been a twenty movie build up to Thanos like doing all this, and so I like I wanted a little bit more like buying into him, and obviously like we've said so many times, some of the early movies it seems like they were lost in what they were doing. Uh, so it was like, it's, it's tough to get that build when you're not totally sure what you're building to. So it, if it was just, if infinity war was just a movie versus just black Panther, it might be different, you know? Yeah. Why they're doing what they're doing. I don't know. It's, but the, I, the, the performance by Josh Brolin is really good as Thanos. Yeah. This one's, this is maybe the toughest decision we've ever made about, for me, this is maybe the toughest decision I've ever had to make about a bracket on this show. Uh, fuck, man. I mean, I think you should go with your heart. Go with what's in your gut. I. It's uh, the, something that Thanos has that Killmonger doesn't is like we... We don't see very much Black Panther before the Black Panther movie. Yeah. And then but we've seen all these other characters for so long and we just see Thanos just like destroy them. And that the the feeling at the end of that movie, there was two feelings. Like first of all, oh shit, I didn't think they would lose. And second, these people aren't dead. They're not killing Spider-Man <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah. But like it there it really was a shock at the end of that movie where it's like oh shit like this is not I didn't think that they would let this movie end like this. Yeah, I legitimately thought we had another hour left, which is a testament to that movie too because I didn't know that nearly three hours had almost passed by the end of the movie. I was like, oh yeah, there's still another hour left. They're gonna they're gonna bring it they're gonna bring it home. Nope, it just fucking ended. <laughs> uh. God, oh, man. Um, yeah, you said Killmonger. <sighs> fucking a. This one's so fucking tough, dude. Uh, I mean, honestly, we should have just started with these two. <laughs> yeah, really. I mean, I, I, I was I was happy talking about the MCU villains. Yeah, for in the sure. End. But I mean, it was all for me. It was always going to be these two, and you said that Loki might sneak in, but. I'm gonna go. I okay. I am gonna go with my go with heart. Your heart. Go with your I'm heart. I'm gonna. I'm gonna pick Thanos, man. Uh, I think that Killmonger. If I could, uh, can we make it a tie? Can we just leave it at a tie? Uh, I made a I mean, tiebreaker on purpose, so I mean we're in we charge. Can't do that. Yeah, you made it this tiebreaker on purpose. Yeah, I know. I didn't. <laughs> I. I mean, shit. I thought. Uh, because I know Black Panther made like a fuck ton of 
money, like an amazing amount of money for uh, being one standalone movie. But um, but it doesn't it didn't, top didn't both make, of these movies. It, did, it <laughs> didn't make it as much as Endgame and Infinity War. Um, yeah, I mean it's Thanos, dude. But God, so many people had to have seen that coming. I'm not one to just do an upset just to do an upset. Like, you know, if I feel like something wins, it fucking wins. You know, uh, Thanos wins. It's. I'm not going to do an upset just to do an upset here. I'm sure everybody knew Thanos was going to win in the end. Um, maybe we just need to make an endgame version of this bracket, dude, for, for Killmonger. <laughs> we just need to go back in time. Um, anyway, Holy that's the bracket. Do we want to go through a lot of money? Do we want to go through the figures for the for the uh, movies just for shits and gigs? Bro, I didn't realize how much money Endgame made. That's nuts. So Black Panther made $1.3 billion, which is a ton of money. Yeah. That's a crazy amount of money. Endgame made $2.8 billion? Yeah. Oh, holy shit. That's nuts. Oh, my God. So together... Endgame and Infinity War. Uh, 4.9 billion, basically. Holy shit, dude. (laughs) That's crazy. Oh, my God. Yeah, well... um, Good good job, Marvel. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, All right, that's the bracket. I'm glad that they stopped making movies I didn't like and started making movies I did like. I don't think Joss Whedon is that good at making movies. Yeah. Well, I I don't nec- I don't necessarily agree with that, but I think he's I think he's a good filmmaker. I don't I don't think all I don't think they're all zingers, but I think he's a good filmmaker. I think he's also kind of a bad. Per- well, he fucked up Justice League. We'll see. Well, we'll see with the. Didn't uh, he try to save it? I thought Zack Snyder leaving was the one that fucked up Justice League. But Did like, he leave? Yeah, well, he had to leave. He His daughter or his son died, dude. Oh. It was really sad. Yeah. I forgot about all that. Zack he... Snyder had a really sad thing happen to him, dude. And then Joss Whedon, it, the movie was in post-production, and he basically just rewrote and directed the, uh, an entire new movie. Oh, God. So that's why there was the Snyder cut. I wonder, yeah, I want to see what it what it turns into. Jake, that is the bracket. What are your final thoughts? Uh, this was a this was a really interesting bracket. We talked about it for a while. I mean, I I sort of knew how it would end up, but it was it was fun going back and like watching some of the earlier movies and thinking about them again. Uh, <clears throat> seeing how Avengers doesn't hold up. I mean, they don't even really introduce Hawkeye. He's just like there. In <laughs> Avengers, yeah, he just kind of shows up. Yeah, they've joked about that on SNL. I think I, they don't. He doesn't really have an intro movie. I don't care about Hawkeye. Yeah, I know you texted me that. Yeah, I texted you. I don't care about Hawkeye. I don't care about Vision, and I don't care about someone else. I think Winter Soldier. Oh yeah. You don't care about Bucky, which yeah. I think that's that's the most egregious because he actually has a pretty interesting story. I don't well it's because he I don't has care like the Captain reverse I mean he has like the reverse story of Captain America. 
anyway, uh, yeah, thanks for putting this together, Darren. Uh, no problem, man. It was fun to talk about it. A heart-wrenching, harrowing bracket for both of us on this depressed, morose day. Uh, Loki honestly didn't do anything in Infinity War, and that's why. Well, yeah, he died. Take him. You're the um, trickster god. Pull a trick, dude. Turn a trick. No, Thanos told him no tricks, dude. Thanos told him no tricks. All right. Uh, should we plug our stuff? Yeah, sure. And do final thoughts and all that. Yeah, go ahead. Do you want me? Do we do final thoughts first or plug first? I don't think it matters. Uh, follow uh, us on Instagram and Twitter at SnicklesCast. Uh, we're on YouTube. We we're, we've been pumping out content. Uh, I've been working really hard on my videos. Jake's been know. very consistent. I have not been, but my videos are like very heavily edited also and like i have a bunch of other shit going on in my life right now i created a fire effect for one of my videos uh, yeah i was very impressed by that uh yeah so check all that out uh yeah thanks thanks for listening darren do you want to give us some genuine thoughts yeah um don't cheat in your games just play uh any game you know, honestly, if you're cheating, are you really winning? Like, when you win from a, from cheating, are you really winning? You know? Also, don't cheat on your spouses. You know? Fucking... I mean, there's, there's situations where I'll say, you know, I, I understood why that person cheated. Uh, but I feel like it's a, it's a... Most of the time, it's a pretty rude offense. So... That's all I have to say. Don't cheat if it's in a relationship or a game. Yeah, I think that that's a, a good point. I would say don't lie. Uh, don't lie Let's if you're in a relationship or just to people. Just to people. This is the preachiest. Um, <laughs> this is the preachiest final thoughts we've. We had. used to just say don't use your phone in the theater, but we can't say that anymore. Yeah, so we have to fucking come <laughs> up with other shit. <laughs> Uh, but also it's tough out there. Just keep, just keep doing your best, whatever that looks like for you, uh, on a day to day basis too, because you know, some days I've been getting down on myself because some days I just haven't been doing what I want to do when I set out for the day. And I think like the more you get down on yourself, the more that can snowball. It's like the next day you're not going to do it. And then the next day. So obviously it's hard, but to the best that you can just try to wake up each day fresh Put your past failures behind you. Uh, do like the Avengers did. Put your past failures behind you. Wait five years. And Go then back take and take them head on. <laughs> <laughs> I highly second what Jake said because yeah, it's it's tough right now. Thanks everyone for listening. Uh, thanks thanks Darren for hosting the show with me. Oh, this is our anniversary episode, or this last one was. This is right around our anniversary. Oh, well, I think happy like today is our, to actually us. our anniversary. So. Thanks for doing this for two years, Darren. Hopefully, there's more in the future. Yeah, uh, two more years. Then, then I'm done. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see with the uh, <laughs> with the election results if we get if we get picked up again for our right. third season. Showtime. We're looking at you. Uh, I'm gonna get David Lynch to sign us off. Uh, thank you for listening. Doctor Strange, no. Oh, that's that's. Bye.